M. Yay. And there was much rejoicing. Yay. Actually, I'm back in the office full... I'm back in the office full-time now. Yeah. So, yeah, so I was working from home Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, and my wife was do at home Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so we could take care of the kids. But in Michigan, you are now allowed to have um, family gatherings of up to 10. So once they once they did that, my uh, my mom and my wife's mom were willing to take the kids again. So that has... Uh, yeah, and a little bit of my sanity because I, I was going a little insane on Tuesdays and Thursdays, trying to keep up a full work schedule as well as keep my kids occupied as well as be their teacher. I already had a healthy, I already had a healthy respect for teachers. Like I actually was going to be a teacher at one point, um, and uh, it only um, reinforced that with uh, what everybody has had to go through since this all started trying to maintain their kids' education. Oh, I'm sure STEM education will always be a thing. Gotcha. Yeah, STEM is really big, or STEM or STEAM, depending on, yeah. Um, you know, like the scouting movement has its own STEM program. Um, you know, a lot of schools have STEM programs outside of you know, the actual classroom and so it's, it's still big. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody that goes to Michigan State becomes farmers. Because <laughs> they're a huge agriculture school. Yeah.
we have uh, very <laughs> we've very much gone from a uh, uh, integration hobby to a print and build and put parts on hobby. And, you know, the, the the true artists that still do integrations like Mister Nathan are a lot fewer and far between in our our hobby these days. Although I. I did see a uh, a Straven at the last Z13. So that was kind of cool. Built. He built it himself. He 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 merged it together using a 3D printing pen. So so he 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 used 3D printing to do an integration. Um it was still a work in progress. Yeah. It it, it was decently done. I mean it held up throughout the entire night. It didn't end up breaking or anything, so he must have done something, right? So I think that Yeah, and I think that and I may be completely off base here, but um oh and uh, Pete Fuzzy Pete, another of the last of his kind of yeah of the integrationists yeah and yeah and i i have i have an integration uh the the chronos pistol that uh got lost in the mail uh for that we were supposed to give away at end war that's that's sitting in my basement um and his buddy lines are pretty good on that um but i what i guess is that uh the the problem that most people have doing putty work is that they either make it too wet or too hard or not wet enough, and so it either dries out too fast or it doesn't dry fast enough. I, I think the real trick there, and you know, for those of you integration masters who are listening to the episode, feel free to hop in the Discord and let us know. But I, I assume that it's probably a, an art to get it to the right uh, viscosity to smooth it out and have it stay. Without fingerprints. That too. That too. So. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, we wanted to talk about 3D printing. Because um, I, I think with quarantine. Yeah, well, and, and you know, with, with the quarantine and everything, I think everybody's been doing a lot more 3D printing. You know, whether it's, uh, um, you know, printing out supplies for the first line to for the frontline defenders or just keeping yourself occupied um you know it's it's definitely been what's helped me kept my sanity or in some cases drove <laughs> driven me to the brink recently <laughs> yeah i've had some frustrations and that's part of what we'll talk about today um Yeah. No. I've had my printer for just about a year, and I've had, you know, little to no. Well, I won't say no, but I've had little issues with the printer itself. Thank you. 
Oh, yeah. Oh. oh no. Oh god, did it damage the plate? I I just imagine a furrow of uh uh PEI just carved, just carved in the path of the printhead. My heart feels for you. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, okay. Right. Ouch. Hopefully nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or don't print in PETG. See, just do what I did and skip right to ABS. So it, it's been a little bit of an odyssey. Uh, <laughs> um, I ordered, you know, I, I built the enclosure and I talked about that on a couple episodes ago. Um, and you know, that's been really cool. Um, and I finally decided to throw my hat into printing ABS because ultimately I wanted to replace everything on my loadout with ABS versions of the prints so that I don't have to worry about, Oh, we're at end war. I have to have all my gear here for, for mission zero, where am I going to store all this stuff in the Georgia heat? Um, so I've already replaced all of my, uh, the blitz on my, uh, chest rig and the drop leg is next. Um, and now I'm looking to, um, do my FDL and it's, it, it was a bit of a learning curve. Definitely. You know, I started out, um, so the first, um, thing I printed was the, um, power supply brace that replaces where the power supply goes on my Prusa. Cause you know, I put it in the enclosure. Um, yeah, I, I drilled a couple holes and used the same mounting holes in the power supply. So it's actually screwed right onto the side of the enclosure. 
I, I looked at them and I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just, yeah, I, I looked at those and, you know, so just, just to quickly recap, I used a, um, a data cabinet, um, for my work that was going to get thrown away and that's my enclosure. Um, and I was looking at the, um, the, the brackets for the, the lack, uh, table. And I was like, well, I mean, I'd have to drill holes in the side of the enclosure to mount those onto it, or I could just figure out where the holes need to go for the, the threaded, um, what do they call those threaded inserts, threaded rods, threaded nuts, and the, the threaded holes that are in the side of the enclosure itself. And I was like, screw it. So I, I drilled a couple holes in the side that were the right, uh, size and moved the screws over and it, it's bolted right onto the side of the enclosure. Yep, and I've got the uh, I've got all the cables from the power supply running into the um, the board in the back, wrapped in. Um, it's not the um, the mesh netting. It's it's like um, like a coil, coiled strip. Yeah, it's like a coiled strip of of vinyl or something. That's that you just wrap it around. Um, Yeah, one of those things. Yeah, I, I did. I did. Yeah, they they uh, they come with like a um, a cloth like wrap now, but the older ones. Yeah, the older ones came with the plastic wrapping, and that some of that plastic wrapping is what I used. So. Yeah. Did it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, I printed that and I basically just, you know, did the base settings in Prusa slicer and threw it on the bed and, and I was like, all right, YOLO, let's see what happens. And it actually turned out decent. There ended up not being quite enough of the, um, the sample that I had. So there, you can see the infill on the one little side because it, it ran out maybe, you know, four or five layers before the end. Um, but it's, it, you know, works perfectly fine. Uh, it did warp a little bit off the bed and, uh, you know, so through trial and error, I started, uh, you know, researching ABS juice and I didn't have any clear ABS, uh, filament. So I had to use white, which was then leaving like a white, uh, film on the bottom layer. Uh, for those of you who don't know, ABS juice is a mixture of, uh, acetone and, ABS that you paint onto your print bed. Um, and then the acetone evaporates, leaving a very thin layer of ABS right on the print bed. And you use that instead of hairspray or glue or whatever adhesive. Um, and it works extremely well. Um, but whatever color you use to make the ABS juice, um, that's what color the, the juice is going to be. So it's going to leave a fine layer of that. So, um, the first batch I made up, I used white because I didn't have clear. Um, and then I made up a batch of black, and then I was using the black ABS juice uh, to print the Blintzayas because my Blintzayas are all black. And now I finally got my hands on some natural or clear ABS, so that's what I've been using since. Um, yes. So it, it helps warping off of the bed. So there's two types of warping that you'll get. You'll get warping off the bed 
or if you don't have the temperature and the cooling right, you can get layers that actually warp away from each other. Um, and I luckily haven't really, and that's why you need the enclosure. If your enclosure isn't sufficient enough, or if you try to print and you don't have the enclosure, that's when the layers warp away from each other because the, um, the bottom cools faster than, um, the, the upper part does. And it, it starts to peel away from each other. Uh, so I haven't. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, other than. No, I tried using glue stick before I made the ABS juice. I tried. Yeah, no. Um, you can reuse the ABS juice that you've painted on, though. Like, if I'm printing multiple prints, I'll just um, touch up the areas that peeled off because you can see, you know, because there's a sheen to where uh, the ABS juice dried. So I'll just. I'll take the brush and, and just cover up the spots that came away when I pulled the print off and then I, you can use it again. But, um, so there was that. And then the real trick that I found to getting, cause one of the biggest problems, once you get past the enclosure and all that is ABS does not like overhangs. You know, I, I tried printing a Benchy and it just looked like something out of a horror movie. It was, it was drooped and there were layer shifts and all sorts of crazy stuff because, um, the overhangs were not cooling fast enough and they would start to droop. Like I, I was watching the Benchy print and I could actually watch the two or three layers below it flex down as the print head went over it. It, it was, it was nightmarish to watch. Um, so, so it's cooling. I basically my printer is set up uh, whenever I'm printing ABS that the fan is always on above like layer three. Nope. The default ABS um, has no cooling whatsoever, at least in Prusa slicer. Yep. You know, if you look at my first few test prints versus everything that I printed after I started doing the, um, the fan it the the overhangs are it's night and day yeah yeah and i you know yeah and you you mentioned you mentioned this earlier an fdl is not that heavy but once you then put a scope and an ammo counter and a folding stock and your magazine and a flashlight, then it does get pretty heavy. You know, you pick up my FDL when it's fully kitted out and it's, it's, it's not light. So the ABS will definitely help there. Plus I don't have to worry about, you know, setting it down to the sun at a competition or something. Yep. Uh, <laughs> sure no what oh yeah i heard you got one of those <laughs> brain has one that he brought to the last c13 that he actually threw a uh 
a, uh, electronic uh, pump in, and it fires a rocket. Yeah, and that, I think he said that's what he was going for was more in-game accuracy. So, Sounds like you're sounds like you're describing the Pyara. Guys, seriously. Yeah, because exactly. Yeah, I, I, I guess you dual wield them. See, I, I, I was thinking about it, and I probably would put my other hand over the top of the blaster, where the Picatinny rail is. Yeah, yeah, just to kind of stabilize. Because there is no aiming with that thing. It, it's in so close to your body, there's going to be no aiming whatsoever. But... Yeah. But you know what? Um I don't want to I don't want to advertise for this anymore because he's he's had a hashtag of let your enemies advertise for you. So I don't want to uh fall into that category. So let's let's not give that any more press. Yeah. 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 So what else you been doing 3D printing wise? Oh, okay. Go ahead. Right. Uh, forty, right? Isn't it forty? Thirty. Uh, an Artemis. An Artemis is thirty. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you can you can prime it and and get three more in. So I guess thirty three. You know, if you if you do. Jeez. Oh. Yeah. See, I didn't experience that because Brain had already rewired his for lipo. That's disappointing. Yeah. Yes. Yes, the charger and the takedown. Takedown is the shotgun. Yes. Yeah, I think it's double A's. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I I have one of the Diva blasters, but I've never opened it. I got it. Yeah, I got it in trade from uh, Janeway, so just kind of sitting on. So I I have a my uh, 
my rifle cabinet is down in my nerf workshop and on top of it i have two sets of boxes for two sets of the deadpool chronos and then on top of that is my uh, dart zone pro box and then next to it is sitting the diva blaster kind of a little collector's display yeah uh Yeah. Ah. So before your printer died, you were working on something, right? Oh, you hadn't even started yet? Uh, I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I tell you what, I, uh, so one of the things that I've upgraded my enclosure with recently was I added a Raspberry Pi so I could run Octopi. And there is a plugin called the Spaghetti Detective. So what it does is it allows you to view your camera feed from anywhere without having to VPN in. Because I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Octopi, you can only check it uh, normally from another device that's on the same network. So unless you set up a VPN or something where you can safely log in from another network, um, it's, it's only on your local network there. But the Spaghetti Detective, what it does is it feeds your camera feed through their server and then you log into their ser your their server and view it through that and while it's in their server the um there's a ai um analyzing your print and it knows um common failure images and will notify you if your print looks like it's failing it'll pause the print and send you an image and then you can actually log in and, and look. And then you say, yeah, it failed, cancel the print, or uh, no, it's it's fine, go ahead and keep going. So I am in love with this program. Now, you only get 10 hours of that detectiving a month with the free program. Um, you get like 200 uh, if you pay. I think it's like 4 bucks a month. You get like 200 hours a month. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I mean, it, it has um, saved me filament a couple of times because it's caught a print that had failed so it's this is a this is a very cool um plugin and, and like i was trying to figure out how to set up a vpn on my own and and how to or or maybe port forwarding something that i could actually log in and control my raspberry pi remotely but this spaghetti detective does everything for you it tells you your bed temp your um your tool temp you know you can start printing remotely you can you know, it tells you how much time is remaining. So it gives you all of the basic controls that you would want just to check in on things while you're not at home. And it's got the feed. And then if you want to turn on the detective portion, then it actually analyzes and will notify you if the print uh, looks like it's failing. So, yeah, it, it's it's definitely cool. I like it a lot. 
And I mean, it's it's a web based app, so you can you know have it running on your computer upstairs, like I have now. Like um, my the last print for uh, this lightsaber I'm or a dark saber that I'm printing just finished. Um, or you can log in on your phone. You know, I've got a, a shortcut uh, right to the page on my phone. It's 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 really cool. So yeah. You know, my 3D printing Odyssey could probably fill two episodes, three episodes uh, since the virus started, but we can just move on. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, we love Buff Daddy. <laughs> My shout out goes to Brad Harris, and th the name means absolutely nothing in the Nerf community, but he is a designer on Thingiverse that goes by case study number eight, and he has um, 40 different designs on his Thingiverse account uh, that are all high detailed replicas of lightsabers just now just the handle and it so like you're printing a model kit basically and they're all highly detailed and um shut up hilt fine i'll edit that um <laughs> um but i mean he he has t spent what can only be countless hours. I mean, he has all of the big ones, you know, he's got Vader and Luke and Kylo Ren and, um, you know, Obi-Wan and, and all that, but he has done, you know, the lesser known ones too, like, um, uh, Savage Press and, um, you know, what, what are some other ones in here? Um, He's got uh, Edra, both of Ezra Bridgers from Star Wars Rebels. He's got uh, Leia's lightsaber. Uh, he's got... Uh, why are you booing? I think that's Rebels. I, I See, I haven't started that series yet. I'm still working through Clone Wars. Um, and, you know, he's got... Um, you know, some of the lesser known Jedi is like Pong Krell, which is his lightsaber is one of the ones that uh, folds out like Dark Rays does. It almost looks like a nunchuck when it's folded up. Um, he's got, uh, you know, a model of uh, Chirrut's uh, staff from uh, Rogue One. It's just a ton of 
really highly detailed. Like he must have spent hours upon hours putting all of these and it's all, the files are all done so you can print them in the right color and then piece the, the model together and it'll be like a high replica, high quality replica. So I ordered a, a roll of silk teal or not silk teal, silk silver. And, uh, I'm going to town printing, um, Obi-Wan's first lightsaber right now. Or next, I. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm always leery of printing printing a uh, a blaster in silk because it it's just it's it's more brittle than regular PLA. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Sebastian's Magwell on his FDL2 is silk, and I, I worry about that. So, yeah. But yeah, anyways, uh, check out case study number NO, case study NO8, NO, the number, and then the number 8 on uh, Thingiverse. Um, or actually here, what I can do is, let me, if you look up design 1538383, that's... Uh, Anakin or Luke or Ray or the, uh, that's the village bicycle lightsaber, the Graflex. <laughs> the village bicycle, everybody rides it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's also a completely innocent context. The, the village bicycle is a legitimate thing where the village has a bicycle and it, you just grab it and, and use it if you need it. That's where the not so sa savory uh, analogy came from. But anyways, um, yeah, you can look it up, look him up by looking up that thing one five three eight three eight three. You want to take? Yeah, take it out, man. Yeah, congratulations to congratulations to Project FDL for for destroying that uh, uh, most recent one of uh, Community Blasters. Yeah, we should we should. Hey, hey, Eric, where's Tom? <laughs> <laughs>